Welcome, friendly, family and friends, to random number 75, Roomies and Movies. I'm, of course, Ox. That's my friend Luke. And we're going to tell you about all the latest entertainment news or movies, I guess. Just movies and shows for the most part. Um, did you get everything watched this week, including, but not limited to, uh, the rest of Hannibal Season 3? Uh, a couple episodes into Homecoming, new show on Amazon Prime, Unsane, Overlord, and then The Girl in the Spider's Web. Yep, I watched every single time. You're a liar. I know you didn't watch Hannibal. I watched it today. Oh, did you? Yeah. Do you feel better about watching it? Because I was really kind of torn that you hadn't caught up. Well, no, I was just a little behind. So <laughs> I just, I made the executive decision that instead of watching it last night, I was going to watch Weird Science, and that is Yeah, fine. yeah, I totally don't hold any grudges against that. Uh, did you get anything else watched? I know you were going to try and catch a couple different ones this weekend. Uh, no, basically just ran with that okay. stuff. Um, maybe later this weekend. Okay, because uh, uh, you were uh, going to see if you can see uh, Boy Changed, right? Uh, no, Beautiful Boy, the Steve Carell, Timothy Chalamet thing. There's so many that are close titled right now. That. It's true. Um, where else was I going to go? Oh, can you believe that we've been doing this for almost a year and a half now? Well, we definitely have been doing it for a year and a half, but we're on uh, episode 75. Is that, it seems like our episode counts are off. It seems like it's been much They're dead on. Time. We've only literally missed uh, maybe 10 weeks. For the last year and a half. Mm, and that's being pretty small. generous. I think we like missed maybe four last year, but we missed like six this year. No. Oh. But and it's then talking about how many movies we've already seen this year, I know you texted me and then I had to actually count them up and look, we've seen about 110 so far this year. I just figured you had a count because you're weird like uh, that. Well, That's I have a catalog for the oh. uh, older episodes and whatnot. So, yeah. yeah, it's wild to see that, to think that we've been actually watching about 10 a month. And that's not including all the shows and stuff because if you calculate all that, it's like, have we had time to do anything else this year? Yeah, plenty <laughs> of time. I've seen stuff outside the show. Right on. Right on. Well, in uh, awful news, uh, we lost a legend today, Stan Lee. Uh, do you, how do you feel about that? Uh, I'm ambivalent about it. The dude was 95. Yeah, he yeah. had to go. I, I'm on the same page. I see a lot of people like sad, and I think I've just come to deal with death a hell of a lot better. Um, like he lost his wife a few years ago, and like I'm just sure it was not as fun as an existence. Without the person he loved the most here on Earth, so I'm cool. I'm cool with him having his time put in. Uh, I'm grateful for what he's done. I don't think I'd be. I don't think we'd be doing this podcast or doing anything that I'm really doing in life without him, his influence. So I'm grateful for what he's done. You have any uh, cool. any cool stories that you want to tell? No, uh, like I don't know. I respect what he did for the comics industry and what he created, but like, I don't know that anything he did was like the epoch of those characters. And I've 
more more drew into the comics that I grew up with, and that was way after him. Mm-hmm. So okay, uh, I just feel like he would like um, when they split off and did Image, like uh, Eric Larson and um, McFarland were such a force for starting that. I feel like uh, Stan was definitely that force to actually getting comics rolling. Um, and into like mainstream kind of society, I suppose. So I think, yeah, he uh, he deserves his desserts. <laughs> um, so, are you ready to get into the show then? Sure. No other news you want to talk about this last week? I don't pay attention to news <laughs> anymore. It's all horseshit anyway. Uh, so let's start. Let's finish up Hannibal. I'm upset a little bit because we have no more Hannibal to watch. But I really think this uh, ended the best way possible. And I'm pretty sure I would have said that for the other seasons. Like, the finale does such a great wrap-up. And, like, we've watched so much, so many shows this year that kind of dropped the ball, like, the last episode. And, like, this one stayed strong till the end. And I was so surprised because I've when that finale kicks off and it shows him committing suicide, I'm like, oh, I I get it. They were ending. We don't have to worry about it anymore. And then there's the twist. And I was like, shit, I should have totally remembered that from the goddamn book. But uh, I was in line seeker. And like when people just started dropping, I was like, oh, shit, we're still going. <laughs> Still going. Um, yeah, um, I like it. Um, I don't think I don't think it's as creatively rewarding when they're doing something that you're so familiar with as they do in the Red Dragon arc there at the end. You know, you've seen two movies and there's a book like it's been done, but it's nice to see it with these characters and adds a little more to it. But it's still kind of like something you see. Yeah, what's really you know? funny is when we started this, I figured this would be the like this little three season arc would be like a nice run into the um stuff that's already out there mainly in the movies and like when it started crashing into the red dragon stuff and it really took that last like honestly if this would have been done this these days i could totally see that being split into two different seasons just 10 episodes or uh like eight episode seasons and just doing Hannibal getting caught and then doing the Red Dragon as another season. Like, it was kind of weird because they were so different. Uh, the front half and the back half. Um, but I like the finality. The Muskrat Farm it was just such a creepy environment for them to end up at. Like, if we would have gone one more episode last week and, like, gotten that finality. It it would have been a little bit harder to get into the Red Dragon stuff because, like, you would have been starting all over. But giving us that one episode of how are they going to get out of this before going into the Red Dragon stuff I thought was really awesome. Um, and, I mean, this is all just how we decided to split it up. Like, uh, I think they did a really good job of having a strong focus throughout the whole season. Like, it didn't really seem like any of these episodes just dragged it just felt like you got to spend more time in the environment and like it let all these characters just chew up the scenery and everything. 
Yeah. And that's what's great about that. <clears throat> Excuse me. The the last half of the season when Lecter's caught, he finally drops the facade, you know, and you see him just toying with everybody openly, not even trying to hide it as he had the past couple seasons. Yeah, yeah, which was ridiculous considering how little he had and how much he just he, he just kept fucking with everyone. And, like, you really can't tell what angle he's playing, but as soon as um, Bloom starts taking away, like, all his stuff, like, you realize, like, he is getting angered, and now he's looking for a way to get the hell out of there. Um, to the point where everybody else is making plans, and you still have no idea if it's Hannibal's suggestions or they, they are actually trying to work this, the angles themselves, which just don't work. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, episode seven, we start at the Muskrat Farm. Um, you got Chayo saving Jack in Italy. Um, Bloom and Margo becoming a thing. Um, <laughs> biting Cordell when he was, uh, when Will was being told he was going to get his face taken off um, and given to the dude that literally ate his own face. Um, and then the branding. Like, those are all crazy parts. And, like, all this is contained in one episode and you get the pig baby um, and like the actual Lecter getting free and then killing uh, a few different people, and then Margot actually exacting her revenge to having him eel suffocate his brother, her brother. Um, yeah, that that episode was nuts. Never, never dropped the ball at all. And then you get into the Red Dragon stuff, which like it gets to the point. Or, I mean, you get some finality with Abigail as well. Like, you see how uh, Hannibal was teaching her. Um, and I thought that was nice. little touch. Um, but you get the eating of the painting, which was crazy. Um, like, this kind of petting the tiger. the Letting his blind friend pet that uh, sedated tiger. And, like, it was so weird having such this, like very sensual scene be- for the serial killer is like he is trying to save him but he's a fucking awful person um so it's it's so strange that uh trying to give himself a reason to be saved uh to the point where it got to that last, last episode and I was like oh he really didn't want to see her die and like and totally being sucked up in that whole ridiculous ridiculous scenario um it was also cool seeing Chilton get his get his comeuppings um like the flaming chair and shit like pretty much played exactly like the book minus the and the actual finale uh which I couldn't remember how the book played so I had to look it up and uh which made a lot more sense it's when like Will kills him when he attacks his family, isn't it? After he's fixed. Uh, yeah. Well, he still gets stabbed in the neck, and then his wife shoots a, shoots uh, the dragon. Um. Yeah, they just move the pieces around a little. But honestly, that that scene where they're fighting him and actually kill him, and then like embrace him, like I thought for half a second, I was like, did Luke actually lie to me? And they. Act- 
Uh, and then they fucking jump over the, the bluff. I was like, shit. Because this whole way you're thinking, there's no way Lecter can die because he has these things afterwards. But you also don't have any um, restrictions on what they can do. And I guess they've left it open to where he could die or come back. And um, I love the after credit scene. I'm glad you told me about it last week. So I was actually paying attention this week. And like having uh, Jillian eating her her leg was uh, insane. Like it feels like the series could be picked up at any moment. And I think it's been said that uh, it was going to go into the Silence of the Lamb era. Well, it's for, interesting because uh, they don't own the rights to that is the problem. Yeah. yeah, I was looking up that stuff too. Like, uh, I was looking up what the differences with the book and the, the show were, and like that led into what they had plans for the one and realized that they didn't have the rights to Clarice or anything like that. So, yeah. Which felt like kind of uh, the, uh, the Miriam character like Jack's young protege mm-hmm. from a couple seasons ago, like that's kind of Clarice. They kind of did some of her stuff there, you know, mm-hmm. which I, I wish I would have realized that earlier because that would have like, uh, closed that loop of thinking like anybody could die at any point. Um, which I really think this Hannibal series is its own interpretation of the book series. Like, it honestly could be picked up at any point and I really enjoyed how it played out. Like I'd be interested to see more in the future for sure. Like if they ever decide to come back with it, like I'm going to be there for the first day. <laughs> but yeah, that's Hannibal. It was awesome. And I'm so grateful for you making me watch it. It's fine. About time to start thanking me for things. Relax. Pull it in just a little bit. <laughs> uh, so that's Hannibal. Go watch it. It's on Prime. Uh, if you have Amazon, go ahead and watch it because it's a great series. Um, leading into that, what did you think of Homecoming the first couple episodes? I dig it, uh, but it's not enough. Like I don't think I quite know what the show is yet. You know, It's still mm-hmm. very much setting up the mystery. Yeah, which I have a little bit of trepidation for. Why? Why do you always have this trepidation? uh, Amazon is very, like, they're not great at focusing the story for the most part. Uh, Eventually, the whole, like, this is very, like, I knew you were going to dig it. Like, this feels very much in your wheelhouse, where it's these episodes that take a little while to get rolling and then like it kind of shifts and like you realize stuff that you were picking up along the way um but without only 10 episodes like this being a a fifth of the way through it seems like it'd be involved a little bit more um but i'm i'm liking it for the most part um i think unsane helped me realize that i'm more interested than i was that doesn't even make sense, but okay. It kind it kind of does. It's it's very out there, but it seems like they're making or um, they're plotting things 
against these characters that'll play out later um and then bring the whole picture together so yeah are we going to finish or are we going to go through the series then yeah dude it's it's tw- one i'll go watch it just because it's 25 minute episodes and i won't <laughs> play that long that's fair but no i'm yeah. i'm into it uh yeah I'm interested where it's going. Um, I think it's impeccably made. Uh, there's a fucking mm-hmm. wonder in that first episode that's not showy, but it's so good where it, like it follows her through the building as she's leaving. Um, yeah, I love that the flash forward to four years in the future. It goes to a one-one aspect ratio, and it looks like a '70s spy thriller with all these zooms and slow push-ins. <laughs> I, I this love is why I have you on the show because you're you're better at uh, describing those details than I am. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm totally on board with all of that. Plus, it's interesting enough, you know, you have not only this kind of corporate intrigue of what they're doing with these soldiers and what's going on, and you know, don't use the term drugs and everything that's going on there. That's weird. Excuse me, but then you also in the in the future i guess because i don't because it's like 2022 or something other things mm-hmm. yeah, yeah um there's this idea of like she is it seems like she's hiding stuff but also doesn't remember things so it's also what happened to her why did she come back what's mm-hmm. going on so there's like a mystery on two fronts that's enough to pull me in yeah uh have you seen anything with uh julia roberts recently has she done anything recently uh yeah, she did Wonder last year. No, I didn't see that fucking movie. I really enjoyed that movie, and that's why I was totally in for this show. So, um, then I really liked Julie Roberts. Like, she was one of the actresses I started watching when I was growing up. So, so the fact that like I'm all about it. Like what? Like it's like her and Tom Cruise are like all that's left for like bona fide movie stars. I've heard of women yeah. and do TV is like there's something there's got to be something there that grabbed her. So. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. So, uh, yeah, I'm intrigued by it. So, are we going to finish the whole series for next week then? Yeah. It's a light. Uh, considering it's only four hours. It's, and it's a light week theatrically. So, we'll just knock this out. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Um, so, yeah, what, get caught up on that. Watch that for next week. And we'll uh, tell you everything about it next week. Um, going from that to Unsane, then, do you remember anything about this movie? I actually rewatched it. <laughs> Okay, nice. Um, this movie is intense in every boring way possible. <laughs> um, I watched this after Hannibal, finishing up Hannibal. So it felt like somebody had watched Hannibal and tried recreating it, but wasn't as witty and um, smart to get everything to line up. They like they were just lucky and just fucking criminally insane. <laughs> um, I think you need to give yourself breathing room between when you watch things because I I I don't see the connection at all. No, no, no. I mean, just like um, so you have this mastermind. Is he a mastermind? But he's just a pathetic stalker. Okay, I'm giving him probably more credit than I should. He's the orchestrator, I guess. I'll say that. Is he? Um, (laughs) 
okay, so he's the stalker dude that's getting lucky and being creepy and shit. Yep, there you go. But uh, coming off the heels of Hannibal, who's like this extraordinary prowess and like master manipulator for sure. Um, yeah, this movie was was pretty. I liked it. I really did. It's um, okay. You take that and like. Um, when we watched the Tickled documentary last year, like, this shit seems very possible, and, like, this shit probably happens. And, like, when it's revealed, like, this this uh, company is getting money from um, insurance and whatnot to just keep these people in, like, it, that's how it, it got related to homecoming like it seems like that would be something that would definitely happen in like the 80s or something even though that's said in in modern times um so yeah um, a, also you know, i think Claire, i was gonna say it does have that? that weird thread of like the indictment against like the medical profession and <laughs> like it's really weird and kind of half-baked you know like these people really don't give a shit about anyone it's all about the money and yeah, they they scream these platitudes about how many people they've helped, but they won't help the people in front of them because it's all a scam. It's really weird and kind of underbaked, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, just I'm a big fan of Soderbergh, so I I believe this movie was all shot on uh, phone cameras. So, like, that's just another cool take that to see somebody can do an actual feature like this with limited resources see though like, um, it's not the first time though it's just because Soderbergh's name's on it that it blew up I, I agree I agree but also I've only noticed a few names at this point that like you're steering me at because so. like um uh Sean Baker the guy who directed Florida Project his movie before that Tangerine was all shot on iPhones oh nice and parts of the Florida see, Project and- were shot on phone like when the kids run into uh Disneyland at the end yeah, that was shot on phones because you can't film in Disneyland. See, that's all so goddamn interesting to me, and like I'm glad you're taking me down these paths. Um, also, I think Claire Foy is just such a great actress, is she? and I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure we're gonna get into this later, but I do think so, and like that's why I wanted to tack this onto this week because like. Uh, since she's in Spider's Web. Between Spider's Web, this, and she was just in First Man, we saw a couple weeks ago, too. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like she's a female Tom Hardy. She just likes doing voices and accents for no reason. Mm, that's interesting. I can totally see where you're coming at for that. Um, I figured you'd like her uh, since you liked First Man so much, so. Oh, I do, but she's not a character in that movie. She is a plot device. Mm, fair enough. Fair enough. So you're just kind of lukewarm on this one, huh? Yeah, it's it's like it's fine. I think they give up the ghost too quick with like revealing that he actually is a stalker, you know. Oh yeah. If they would have had that reveal a little bit later, I think it would have worked a lot better. Because even after the reveal, you're kinda like, Did she imagine that? Or is she just like kind of off her rocker and like 'cause like there's that part where like you see him take pills out of his pocket and put it in her cup. Mm-hmm. But you've already seen him go to the mother's house and kill the mother at that point. So, like, you yeah, know, yeah. it's not like if they place that scene differently, it plays as is it her medication? Like, does he just adding something in there to really mm-hmm. see it? Is this her 
paranoia setting in, but like they've already shown that yeah, he is what he's going to And also, I think it would have worked if they would have gave been able to vary the time based on uh, complications, like if she's violent and whatnot. Um, also, if they would have given her another scene of going crazy from pills. Um, because I think that scene was so intense and powerful, except it was only one scene, so it was kind of just a one-off. So there's also that part yeah. where, like, she goes to talk to Jay Farrow, and he's like, "You've been in here what five days, and it feels like it's been a year." Like, yeah, the sense of time is very nebulous in that film. Yeah, was that the dude that was on SNL? Yeah. Okay, I couldn't place him, but as soon as you said his name, I was like, "Oh yeah, there we go." Nice. Um, yeah, I really like their interaction. Uh, the evil dude just, I don't know. Um, yeah, the underground scene when they're in the padded room, like when uh, Foy is getting up in his face and like not backing down. I thought that was great. I, that's where I, I was like, yeah, I really enjoy her as an actress. So mm. I like that scene because I'm like, Oh, it's all, it's very up close and intimate and personal, but it's also a wonder and they're kind of moving around and not being mm-hmm. static. It's like, I like the filmmaking aspect of it, but. <laughs> yeah, right on. But then I'm also so. like, at times I'm like, fucking Soderbergh, pick up a camera. You don't need to use a fucking phone. Like, <laughs> especially when like, towards the end, when like there's chase scenes in the woods and stuff, like the camera just doesn't hold up on the phone. Yeah. Like it looks yeah, like yeah, shit. for sure. Um, and that's that's kind of how it feels very um, 80s-esque I guess because the potato or the, the camera is not as great as it could be um, and like that is a lot of the scenes where it's chasing down these cars and whatnot but yeah yeah I really dug it and I really enjoy Foy so uh, it's fun that about she's it. okay whatever <laughs> uh, so uh, on to the next one then how'd you feel about the new Cloverfield movie one, shut your mouth. It's not close. <laughs> you didn't stay for the after credits? There is no after credits. Go fuck yourself. Uh, there's not. No, I know there's no, not. There's not. <laughs> no, I didn't, because that movie's not good. You didn't like it? Nope. That's surprising. I figured you would. No, nah, it's boring as shit, man. Hmm. There's a lot of jump scares in it. Is which there? kind of... There are because I'm that guy that notices those jump scares because they fucking get me. <laughs> One, um, I feel like I don't. I know you don't watch trailers, <laughs> mm-hmm. but like I knew going in what it was because like those shot, like the head, the severed head looking at him, and like the thing chasing the. Girl. Oh, that was in the trailer. It's all in the trailers. Except- okay, so that freaked me out in the movie fucking One, like I was like what is going on at this point what's crazy though is like they release there's only one trailer for that movie but they mm-hmm. cut it so there's technically two the first trailer had all the like it showed the zombie chasing her down the hall and the decapitated head and stuff second trailer that was all not in there anymore so like the, it's weird they tried playing this game but um, when you actually get to the movie it takes like half the movie to fucking get to that point and then, yeah. once he gets in the lab and starts getting around and seeing what's happening, 
then it, it asks you to go back down again. It comes back down to just them talking again. And like, you got to ramp back up to the end. It's weirdly paced. Mm-hmm. I get you. Um, I, yeah. Considering I only saw like the first, maybe 20 seconds of the trailer and it's basically on the plane stuff. Uh, it felt like the movie was what the trailer promised from that first 20 seconds. Um, I'm glad I didn't watch the trailer because a lot of that stuff really got me in the theater. Oh, but I, mean, um, I also knew, you know, the tagline for that movie back before it was Overlord, and I can't remember what it was like the, the Trench or The Keep or something was like a working title went before Bad Robot picked it up, and it was literally, you know, World War II unit uh, uh, fights the occult. Like, that was the tagline. So, like, mm. don't fucking hide it, man. Just give me zombies. Like, give me Nazi zombies. Um, yeah, like a week, like a week ago, um, whatever, there was promo on the internet and it's like, it does the, a thousand year army needs a thousand year soldiers. I was like, oh, well, it's obviously uh, Nazis making zombies. So uh, that little bit was ruined, but like. Until it becomes like Captain America and they just, it's a super soldier serum and they're, it's really dumb. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> uh, but I really, I really dug it. Like, um, it was great because out of the surviving five people, uh, one has a reason why he should be just fucking cut down and immediately is cut down. Um, the dude writing about their travels just fucking stands on a mine. Mm-hmm. Um. But the tension of them getting inside the house and, like, this tension built of the church versus, like, this town's people. Um, I think it would have helped if there were townspeople picked up alongside her and she was let go and the other people were taken uh, because it would have given a sense of why she has been being kept and obviously we see that like she's a plaything for these soldiers and whatnot so um but yeah once it kicks into the church section like and all the fucking undead shit uh obviously the chick with the no no body really got me freaked out so you're such a child I am, and I think that's why you enjoy me watching these stupid movies. Whatever, man. Um, All in on this movie. This wasn't me. I was, I was, and I really do dig it. Uh, but that's coming from somebody that wasn't ruined by the, the trailer, so. And here's the thing, though, like, it doesn't matter if ruined or not. It's, you know, like, I can go watch From Dust Till Dawn at any time <laughs> and still love that movie before we get to the vampire twist. Like, he's when you do these narrative twist movies like this, like <clears throat> both ends have to be compelling. And I really mm-hmm. don't feel that. Did you see, did you see, uh, damn it. The Churchill movie from last year? No, no, I didn't. No, I'm okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I think that's also why a little reason why this, like it kind of connects it to real events. Like, this is what would happen after that movie, and it happened after Dunkirk. And, like, I'm kind of tying all these loosely together, and, like, also Inglorious Bastards would be around this time. 
And like I like the divergent uh universe, like set apart from the real stuff. Like obviously we've had war movies, but taking a little twist on those. Um I don't know, really worked for me. And obviously him having half his face shot off and then like becoming this beast uh, was very reminiscent of Split too. It was really dumb so. what it's reminiscent of. <laughs> uh, but with all that being said, I was actually a little uh, happy that it wasn't a Cloverfield movie. Well, yeah, because Cloverfield sucks. That that franchise, not because Cloverfield sucks, because I think JJ and Bad Robot do good stuff. But I think they, if this would have been an, a Cloverfield movie, they would have been really um, typecast, and the that's all the movies they're going to do at this point. So, well, hopefully, they never do another one again. Cause that last one's that bad. <laughs> you need to fucking reel it in because obviously they just bought that movie and you they, they bought this movie too, didn't they? Yeah, but guess what? This movie doesn't suck like Cloverfield Paradox does. <laughs> so it's not a complete waste of time. It's just an all right waste of time. Yeah, it just, it wasn't for me. Like, I'm not a fan of war movies. So yeah, this, that's fair. This leans a lot more heavily into the war side. And even then, it's not it's just some kind of people hanging out in a fucking room torturing a Nazi for a while. Yeah. And then yeah. talking. I can see where you're coming from. Um, yeah, I think I just got freaked out by the monsters and stuff, and that's why it worked for me. The design I guess was, I was so fucking horrible, too. Was it, though? Yeah. But, um, I was always waiting for one of them to turn into a similar monster than the Cloverfield monster, so I was just like them not being completely human and kind of being a twisted monster kind of worked, I suppose. Whatever. The one guy was just like, he was just like bald and he yelled and screamed and he had a big arm. It was really dumb. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Um, also, the kid screaming because he saw that freak. Yeah, um, and then the kid just being like, I'm going to wander down the street between this machine gun fight. Do, 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 do. <laughs> but yeah, I dug it. Uh, I've seen a bunch of other people that really dug it. And I, I was worried about the Cloverfield aspect. So anybody started talking over Overlord, I just completely dodged the conversation. I've been so. telling you for months. No, 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 no. You've been very much expecting it not to be a Cloverfield monster, but I was expecting it 100%. Okay, whatever, man. So, I don't know. That's what we get. Uh, but I dig it, so go see it. Because yeah. Luke's wrong. Whatever, fine. <laughs> so, uh, let's get into the finale, I suppose. Uh, and talk a little bit about uh, Girl in the Spider's Web, which I'm going to throw in a clip from last week because Luke threw some information at me that I wasn't real, real, I wasn't, I didn't have in my bag of tricks to realize, and then we're going to cut back to our actual conversation of talking about this. Oh, you are a delight. Stuff is trash, man. It is not. It's so fantastic, and I don't understand how you don't like it. Uh, Ooh, it is. (laughs) 
I literally like because what Hornets Nest is the second one. No, played with fire is the second, right? Uh, yeah, it's fire and the horns. Yeah, I watched like 10 minutes, 15 minutes of fucking play with fire, and I was like, wait, why am I doing this? And shut it off, and I've never touched that shit since. I can't believe it because, like, it's so, it's considering all the uh women warrior movies that we've had this year Atomic Blonde, fucking uh, Red Sparrow, Peppermint, all of that shit pales in comparison to how badass Lizbeth is. See, a part of me agrees that she's a great character and what they're doing, but everything around it is so bad and gross. Mm, bad and gross. Uh, you're gonna have to maybe. Dig into that a little bit more. Maybe I'm holding that for next week. <laughs> okay. Or fair. I mean, maybe I don't know. Do you remember how fucking Steve Larson, the writer, was just like, I stood by and watched a woman named Lizbeth get raped gang raped and she wouldn't forgive me so that's why I created this character and then had my standing character have sex with her that's cool right that's not gross what are you god damn it how do you how do you know all this stuff I know lots of stuff you're a ridiculous Jeopardy fucking contestant that I can't wrap my mind around (laughs) god damn it I didn't know any of that and now I understand where you're coming from but I also just want to block that out of my mind and tell you that you're an idiot (laughs) fuck now I've got to clip this part out and put it in next week (laughs) oh before we fucking talk about this we have this expert god damn it Son of a bitch. Yeah, it's fucking gross. Plus, like, because the, the Bloomquist character is basically based on Larson. Millennium is just like the book that he, the magazine that he ran and he got into financial trouble with and everything. He is a stand in, and that fucking everyone wants to sleep with his ass is gross to start with. God damn it. See, everything I knew about it was a very whimsical and romantic tale. All the shit that you piled on is like, oh, fucking great. Great. God damn it. (laughs) You are the worst. I am. I am the worst, I know. Stop. Stop looking at random information about random shit. I don't need that stuff in my life. That's how I work. I just want to deal with good stories. And I thought this was a good story until I knew that shit. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, yeah, you sleep on that. You, you deal with it. Well, this will be a fun weekend. God damn it. I hope there's eight fucking Cloverfield monsters and there's gang raping each other. I hope so, too. <laughs> <laughs> Boom, Cloverfield, I told you. And, like, everybody walks out of the theater. So I'm like, yeah, Luke's gonna hate this shit. Man. And like it's a very it's a it's a very rough cut. Like they cut in like twice, ten minutes from the end, and it's just a green screen version of these monsters just having a giant orgy in the background. I hope it's like that. It's like boom. I it's hope, a Cloverfield movie. I hope they take the fucking work print cut of Wolverine Origins or Sabretooth and Wolverine fighting <laughs> Magnetic, and they just put Cloverfield's head on it. <laughs> Oh, nothing can please me more. Oh, god damn it. <sighs> well, I'm glad I didn't have to have this epiphany a week from now. Yeah, that because you would have came in being all like, I want to talk about how great this is. Like, <laughs> you know, this little factoid. <laughs> you would be ruined. It just ruined my whole life. Great. <laughs> Son of a bitch.
<sighs> well, now I see your uh, hesitation about seeing it. Yeah. No, and plus what? I think the stories are just convoluted for no reason. But uh, but it's almost like, you know, when like Woody Allen keeps casting himself as this older man who dates young women and then what he doesn't realize, you know, mm-hmm. like shit's just kind of gross and it makes you think, <laughs> no, I'm okay. God damn it. You make a lot of good sense. And I don't like it most of the time. And that's why you keep me around. But I have to deal with it. That's fair. <sighs> All right. Well, I'm going to fucking watch some Hannibal. I'm going to go play some Red Dead and pull my hair out, wait for polls to come in from today. <laughs> nope. I'm not watching that shit. <laughs> Fuck that. We're already screwed. Like, I give it 10 years to this whole world implodes, and that's being generous. It so. really is. <laughs> All right, brother. I'll catch you later. Later. Let's just throw it out there. It could the the way I explained it to you last week because the clip has just played um, mm-hmm. was that he witnessed a woman named Elizabeth being raped. Da 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 da. That could be mm-hmm. apocryphal, but he did wit if she was named Elizabeth could be apocryphal. He did witness yeah. gang rape and you know use that as the basis for this character. So I still stand by that, whether the name was apocryphal or not. That's fair. That's fair. Um, anyway, did you like the movie? Let's talk about how bad this movie is. I knew you were going to say that. I really enjoyed this movie. Why? I think, uh, Such trash. No. I think it's a great realization of the character. Is it? That moves on from that original trilogy. Really? Because like the character doesn't do shit. Doesn't she, though? No! She orchestrates all the stuff in the... Uh, like, she's doesn't put up with almost dying three or four times. Like, gets away from the bad people, realizes what they're going after, does actual detective work, more detective work, goes on in this movie than any Batman movie in the last 20 years. Don't you fucking years. talk about Batman. Don't you... <laughs> Uh, also, you get uh, Lakeith, uh Stansfield, which I was so excited to see him. Uh, I think he's a great actor, and I'm really looking forward to more stuff that he does. Go watch it, um, then. It's like he's great in that. All right, I will. Jeez, relax. Listen, listen, I'm letting you talk, but this, this movie's bad. And one, first of all, when did these movies become fucking James Bond movies? There's a fucking nuclear code that the bad guys are getting, and they all need to stop. They've them. always been James Bond movies. No, they have the not. Moment. Have you seen the third one? No, I've seen the first and part of the second. Yeah, the third one ties it all together and like kind of makes it that uh, intrigue thriller. Does it? Does it? Does it? Yeah. Does it contain a bad cabal getting the nuclear codes to any warhead on Earth? And having to stop these things, uh, kind of. Just kind of that her dad's in the Russian mob. <laughs> I mean, a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Sure. <laughs> like she doesn't do anything in this. Like, yes, she may hack a. How computer. do you? How can you say that? Because she hacks, she goes after and saves that kid. Like she actually confronts. A dude that's three times her size and holds her own for the most part and then gets fucking paralyzed by some fucking medical drug. 
Yeah, and then still finds a way to fucking climb out and fucking still go after and rescue the kid. Yeah, because there's a bottle that says amphetamine on it, and she snorts it, because that's what pill bottles say on them. What the fuck? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, have you done drugs lately? Mm, Not lately. Uh, But um, (laughs) there's a... No, when I mean she doesn't do anything, I mean, yes, she is physically doing things, but the character isn't doing anything. There's no... The character is very passive in this movie. She No, like, wait. I don't believe that at all because she's going... It feels like this character is confronting the who has been set up the previous three movies and then has to find a way to deal with that. Because she confronts her sister and knows she can't kill her sister, but also that um, her sister can't be around because she's... 100% evil. It's that yeah, tug of war Will like and Hannibal last, had. That doesn't happen until like the last quarter of the movie that the sisters even... Yeah, there. but she didn't know that she was alive till halfway through. Yeah, but the movie tells us she is. It's bad movie making. No way. I, I really appreciate it. You can't show me the sister in the fucking opening scene and at the end be like, surprise, sister's not dead. No, you can't fucking do that. When did it show her in the opening scene? When they're playing chess? Oh, yeah. You can't introduce the sister. No, no, But it was said that she died in the third movie, so I figured she was dead. Here's the thing, though. Ain't nobody seen that third movie. I definitely have, and I love that original trilogy until you threw that information at me last week. How glad are you that her and fucking Bloomquist are still this unrequited love thing? She wants him so bad. No, I, I... I appreciated that they were in Stockholm and that was a very Stockholm Syndrome-esque scene. And I'm glad that she didn't... Like, she held her own and didn't go towards it. Like, she still helped him out and he still helped her out, but they didn't connect anymore. She saves him, like, three times because she's so into him. Yes, but there's that scene where they get totally have kissed and they didn't because she held back. (laughs) <laughs> whatever about, don't give me your bullshit how about the fact that we have to be real lazy and bring a kid into it to try and mirror her fucking childhood no it's bad no way I thought this was way better done with that kid than the fucking predators where he just puts on a fucking alien helm and can read all this stuff like Listen, they actually did a great too. job of you're comparing trash to trash <laughs> No, I'm comparing elements of a trash movie to elements of an all right movie. <laughs> no, because, okay, why? Why did they kill the dad who had the code so that they could try and force the kid to do it instead of just having the dad do it? Uh, because they figured he would never he tell literally is like, I'll do anything to save my kid when like the guy's in there. But they already know that he's the kid's the one to unlock this thing. Like the dad knows um, the code too. No, I don't think he. I don't think he can process as fast as it as he needs to. He doesn't need to process the set code though. It's two questions, and they have a discernible answer. No, no, it, it went like three or four. I think it was a changing code, like three or four. Like that was those were two. Codes that she held on to that she remembered. And then and saw when that they it was opened it again, it was the same code. 
It was the same question about horses in a field or snow or whatever. There was only two questions. I don't think so. I think it was shown to be a revolving staircase and like he could he could understand what the problem was to figure out how to solve it. No, he knew the answers. They were set answers because they were for him. The kid could answer. So a man is hired by the United States government to make a program. He's like, only my kid can unlock it. No, fuck no, it. somebody that can't thinks like his kid. Super awesome. That how many people? <laughs> and that's super autism. It's just a mathematical brain. I'm sure um, giants in the field of mathematics could have solved it, but. Not him make any sense. No, be, well, there's very few people that would be able to do math that fast. He's and not doing math though. It's a way. His yes, way. he is. He's showing how he's doing it. He's taking prime numbers from the the words and using them to connect. And how he makes the string of numbers. Okay, tell yourself that. I I'm literally relaying what he was showing. Say, Lizbeth. Sure. It's the way his brain works, though. It's not just doing prime numbers. His brain thinks differently. But that doesn't change the fact that the father knows the code. I don't know about that. I don't think he does. I think he... That's why he would be... uh, Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I think he could figure out what code it was if he had more time. I think the time element is... It's not relies on the kid that he can do it so much quicker. Okay, it's not, but okay. You you don't even know. <laughs> the kid answers the same question Lisbeth saw. It's not a wrote like there's like three questions, so he knows the answers to them. Because he solves it at that point. I know I'm saying the dad knows the answer. Um, if there's three yeah. questions that you know how to get into, you know the answer. Listen, so, I don't think it's three questions. I think that when they opened we it up... We saw three started, questions. We saw two. Because those were the beginning questions when you fire up the program. Oh, so it answers... So, like, you could just look at the first question, have 10 seconds, and close it, then open the program again. It's the same person. Possibly. I've never no, made a goddamn worse. program that controls... I'm making excuses for this movie. <laughs> I'm not making excuses. I'm telling you what works, and you're looking for reasons f- why it didn't. No, because it's a narrative contrivance to have a fucking kid sidekick there. Uh, Yeah, but I also think it works because she's looking to redeem herself, and that's one way of doing it. What? She's not trying to redeem anything. She absolutely is. She's f- trying to forgive herself for leaving her sister... And the only way she can is by having re- a kid set in front of her, making a reason. No, yes. is by making sure that kid is safe and back to her parent, the one surviving parent. But she has to find a way to do that, and that's why like Keith says it was there. No, it's dumb. You're looking for excuses to tear this movie down, and I'm saying it's a good movie. Well, Fuck you, man. Because it's not. It's trash. One, it's super fucking boring. It is not. It's this is more exciting than any of the other female movies we've seen this year. No, Hereditary is way more exciting than this. 
No way. In terms of like hereditary it, is a slug to get through. No, it has the last five not. minutes when she's banging her head on the goddamn ceiling. No, that I was wrapped watching Tony Collette and what was going on in that film and her family. Mm, I would not say that's any faster than this one. No oh. way in hell. Yeah, this movie's fucking boring, man. You're fucking boring. <laughs> it's bad. It's boring. And this franchise needs to die. You're being ridiculous. I really enjoyed it. No, no, it's fine. Re- enjoy it, but I'm not being ridiculous. You are being a little ridiculous. No, it's so dumb. You're, yeah, you're and being it, ridiculous. And it might as well be, it's it's the goddamn same ending to the Ben Affleck Daredevil movie, where fucking Ben Yerkes written up a whole report like fucking Bloomquist has, showing fucking Elizabeth in the corner. He's like, gotta hit Listen. me. God. I've got some bad news for you. Nobody's seen that Dead Dead Devil movie. One, a lot of people have. <laughs> Two, Colin Farrell kills an old lady with a peanut. Come on, man. He's all like, <laughs> Listen, you're, you're saying parts of this movie that nobody's seen. So they have seen I would have loved to seen that peanut scene in this movie. I would have been like, that's great. I wish more movies would do that. And then you would have brought up Daredevil. I was like, that's stupid. But I'm telling you, it's the same exact. It's the same ending. <laughs> That's fair. It's so weird. I don't don't know. I liked it. And with everything you gave me last week of how this story was begun and like him not having a big part of this fourth story, um, it feels like this character can live on beyond how she was created. She's not going to because these movies don't make any money. Fuck you. I hope this makes so much goddamn money. It didn't. It was like number five. Listen, F you, man. F yeah, you. but there's a short week this week. Nobody's going to be watching any, anything else. Plus, uh, fucking uh, goddamn David Fincher can make a hit out of these movies, so no one can. Uh, listen, that was because everybody else was just being petty about everything. <laughs> Because they're not good. No, it is good, and you're an asshole. Whatever, I'll take. <laughs> All right. So, what are we watching next week then? <laughs> I don't know. Not fucking any more Dragon Tattoo horse shit. Nope. Let's watch the original trilogy. And what was with this all this dumb thing of like, oh no, I got a scratch on my tattoo. The dragon's coming apart. It's so dumb. No, I thought that was awesome. It, it showed her. Symbolically, it showed her the dragon getting its wings clipped. <laughs> so dumb. You're dumb. And, F you, man. And the fucking the sister rolls in. She's like, why do you make yourself ugly? And I'm like, why don't you have fucking eyebrows? Huh? Let's talk about that for a second. <laughs> Whatever. Her sister was a supreme supervillain. Like, one of the best supervillains we've seen this year. No. What? No. Yeah, come on. She had a fucking crew that were just fucking capable of doing things and dressed all in fucking red like god you're like yeah that bitch is a villain mm. and I appreciate it this and the kid they stole a Lambo come on this is not there good. were some good things in this movie and you're just not giving it credit no also I will never forgive a movies that show hacking because it's always so dumb you're being ridiculous. Really? When the back of the headset of the kid's car is like 
let me connect. He's like, okay, this is how you hack this car. It's fine. Yeah, exactly. That's how you hack it. And then what? Uh, they made a 3D model so that they could have like computer game targets on people. What? No, it's so fucking dumb. Yeah, they were just setting it up so he could snipe people, and that was awesome. No, I figured it was coming from the goddamn. He would just set up a fucking Gatling gun he could control from inside the van, and then it turns out he's just a fucking Lakey. I was like, "Fuck yeah, that's awesome! So incredible!" No, it's done. I'm done. It's fine. I'm done. You're an asshole again. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> so. Uh, so then, what are we watching for next week? Um, Widows theatrically. Nice. Um, I would have super fucking pumped for. It's gonna be good. Fucking Steve McQueen and Jillian Flynn. Yeah, I'm actually pretty fucking excited about it. Let's talk um, I think I saw half a trailer, and the trailer looks awful. But what? I'm expecting a lot more. Um, I think the first trailer they put out. There's been one trailer. I've only seen one trailer, and it's cool. okay. Well, I've only seen like half of it, and it's like uh, just showing the guys fail, and like I don't know, it just seems very lackluster, and I'm I'm expecting so much more from this movie. What? So. What? what? Robert Duvall. <laughs> Listen, I didn't know that until you just spoiled that right there for me. I'm Robert Duvall, bitch. I'm in. I'm fucking hundred percent in. I'm all about it now. Um. So that's all there is theatrically. I know you're going to go catch some horse shit. Yeah, I'm going to see Nutcracker and Grinch. Why? I just cut, it's cheap movies here, and I'm just gonna. I just need to get another theater. Whatever, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're finishing Homecoming. Okay. Uh, on Prime, we're gonna watch You Were Never Really Here because it's one of the I need to get caught up before the end of the year and make my list. Nice. And um, uh, are you going to tell them what we're starting now? Uh, oh, are we starting it? Yeah, it's it's time. We're we going to be starting Breaking Bad. Because you've never fucking seen it. What the hell? Hold on, relax, relax. Bring it in down just a touch. Uh, I apologize because I've never seen Breaking Bad yet. No, you're all like, is oh because of the the sequel movie got announced? Yeah, they're they're announcing the movie. I was like, listen. We should probably watch Breaking Bad, and you're like, no, we've all everybody's seen it. I was like, almost everybody's seen it, and Death Guy definitely hasn't. Yeah, because you're like, is Breaking Bad on the list? I'm like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So I believe we're watching the first four episodes, right? Uh, You want to do four or five? It's a nine episode season, so I don't know where you want to do the break. Uh, Let's go ahead and do five, or no, let's do four. Okay, no, we'll do four. Yeah. And then we'll do five next week. So Jesus. I don't even know. <laughs> I mean, you at least know what it's about, right? You're not going in completely blind. Uh, a guy comes down with cancer, and to pay off medical bills, he decides to start making drugs. Right? Oh, are you in for a ride, son? This that's almost all the information I have. <laughs> also, science bitch, I think, is part of it. Yeah, yeah, that is, and Magna. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I'm pumped. <sighs> I'm like yeah. honestly, I was like shocked and then annoyed and then like hurt like when you told me all these things. Listen, it's completely understandable. I've just not had a reason enough, and I have 
I feel like you holding my hand for this is the the push I needed. I just don't even know. I Come don't. on, you enjoyed it with Hannibal, and I'm pretty sure you're gonna enjoy it with Breaking Bad. I should. You gonna relieve? You gonna relive the excitement of somebody's first time? True. And I haven't watched it since it finished, so nice. That's been a couple years. And I'm. I was just waiting for the dust to settle, so nobody would be like, "Oh, you haven't seen blah blah blah." And I'm like, "No, fucking haven't seen that shit. Thanks for ruining it." <laughs> so yeah. So yeah, that's next week. I'm pumped. Get excited, everybody! Get excited, everybody! Go watch Spider Web. No, don't fucking no. Go see it. It's a great movie. Don't listen, Luke. He's a liar. Um, just fucking. This lady sat behind me. All right, peace and bye, Apple guys. Bye, everybody. Bye, peace. Later. No, she sat behind me, and like when the kid answered the phone, you know.